Amen. Now, this morning, we want to continue what we started last week. And the reason I wanted to bring some of those things is that certain things will bring to your remembrance things that you might have forgotten. Even clothes can bring things to your remembrance. If you are in the airport, and you suddenly see a very familiar kind of dress, it most likely will remind you of the places you've seen that dress before. Yes or no? I don't know about you, whenever I see people in graduation gown now, when I see them in graduation gown, my mind goes back to when I myself, I wore that gown. It is just to tell you that many, many things can bring things to your recollection. Oh, by the way, before I forget, I have finally agreed that uh, some people know how to dance more than me. You know, I don't uh, take defeat lightly. But I want to thank God for our mommy here. the Lord. And uh, she was digging it. Uh, but then I noticed that, that somebody did not want to be left behind. So I noticed that as she was dancing without sweating. I noticed that the son in law was dancing by sweating. It is not by power. It is not by might. You can talk to Mama, Mama can teach you the dancing steps. Praise the Lord. So today will be the Sunday that we would normally commemorate remembrance. And like we said last week, we will use the whole month just to recollect. I don't know about you. Oh, some people have not remembered in 17 years. Suddenly I remember them. Some people have not even remembered since I left school. Suddenly, I remember them. You know, if you are an average student, there are some other students that will help you along your journey. In fact, I used to, in those days, we used to have an unofficial definition. That we have a congress of weak and average students. It is because most of the time the very brilliant students will not be part of your congregation. But then occasionally when they see that you need help, they will come to help you. They will help you with math. They will help you with other subjects. So as I'm remembering, I'm remembering those people that helped me when I needed help. I'm going to use today then to talk about our topic for today. That now that I remember these things, what really is the benefit of my remembrance? Now, let me bring this to you. And now that I remember these things, 
What does God expect me to do with that memory? That is why I titled the message today, Now That I Remember. The first stage is that you remember, you recollect. I'm going to show you by definition that recollection by itself without action is useless. La recollection par soi-même sans action est inutile. The word to remember Le mot se rappeler. comes from a Hebrew word in the Old Testament meaning um, that just says zakar, Z-A-K-A-R. That's what it, that is the word. There are four things that you can translate into that word into. La, la manière que tu peux traduire ce mot. It means to make mention. Ça veut dire mentionner. It means to recollect. It means to recount, and then it means to think on. Those are the four things that the word remember denotes when it comes to English language. But then that Hebrew word is not complete. By, by those definitions. The Hebrew word simply means that something is brought to my recollection so that I can do something about what I remember. I will say it again. It denotes the impression that I'm going to act on behalf of the person I remember. For example, Psalm 106, verse 4. Psalm 106, verse 4. It says, remember me, O Lord. Now, when you read your Bible, you didn't stop there. Because none of us here will cry to God to remember me and then you keep quiet. When you ask God to remember you, you are asking Him to remember you for something you want Him to act on. Psalm 106 verse 4 says, Remember me, O Lord, when you show your favor to your people. Help me when you save them. Meaning that when you are showing your favor, do what? Show me favor also. Right? You will also see in Jeremiah chapter 31. And Psalm 79. God says, I will forgive their sins. I will forgive their iniquity. And then I will remember their sin no more. Let me explain that that verse does not mean that God will not remember the sin. But it means that God will not, will not act on the things he remembers about the sin. Are we, are we together? Normally, the Bible says that the soldiers sinned each other. So God now is saying that when I remember that sin for which you are supposed to die, I will choose because of this covenant 
not to effect what I'm supposed to effect. Je veux choisir à cause de cette alliance, nous n'est pas affecté ce que je suis censé Genesis chapter 8 verse 1. Genesis oui, The Bible says and God remembered Noah. Dieu se rappela de Noah. And he made a wind to blow. He did something on behalf of Noah. Et il a fait le vent à souffler. Il a fait quelque chose à Noé. Genesis chapter 30 verse 22. Genesis 32. The Bible says and God remembered Rachel. La Bible dit et Dieu se rappela de Rachel. And he opened a womb. Et il a ouvert and God remembered Rachel. He didn't just remember her for the sake of it. He remembered her and he opened her womb. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 9. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 9. The Bible says, and God remembered Anna. But then God will remember you. When God remembered Anna, Anna that came to Shiloh crying, the next year she didn't come crying. Because God did something on behalf of Anna. In Genesis chapter 40, when the cupbearer was leaving prison, Joseph told him, Joseph lui a dit, ah, if I mention my name to Pharaoh, if you have a concordance, check at home. Si vous avez, the word mentioned there means remember to mention me to Pharaoh. You will notice that if you check your concordance, it will be written number 2142 because that is the same Hebrew word that we are talking about. So remember, remembering must be accompanied by action. Are we together? Remembering must be accompanied by what? I didn't hear that. Remembering must be accompanied by Aha. I'll give you some examples so that you know the kind of action God then expects of you. In the last week, there's one action that we have been doing when we remember the people. What is the action? What is the action? Aha. So praying is one of the actions that you can do when you remember somebody. But then one of the good things about remembering is that some of the things that you remember are passionate enough that you yourself you are ready to do anything to make sure that God answers the prayer. But I have some few examples I'll give you. Number one, the Bible, the book of Esther chapter 6. If you want to open your Bible, there some of these things is better to open them. Esther chapter 6. In verse 1. And the Bible says, on that night could not the king sleep, and he commanded to bring the book of records on the chronicles. And they were read before the king, and it was found that Mordecai had told of Big Hannah and Tiresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who said to lay hands on the king. And the king said, what, can you complete it, what, 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 what? And dignity has been done 
for this. The first thing you can do when you remember somebody that has helped you is to think to yourself, what can I do to honor them? Are we, are we together? Honor is not when somebody asks you for something. Honor is when of your own free will you decide to do something that is not naturally convenient for you. That is why the Bible even says, despite all you might be going through, it says, honor your father and mother. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, the Bible says in Proverbs, it says, honor the Lord. It says, honor the Lord with your substance. And the Bible was specific, it says, and with the first fruit of your increase. You know, I have realized that if your salary is 1,000, and it becomes 1,250. There is already something that will suck up the 250. Unless you make a conscious effort and say, I will not allow my 1,000 be my 1,250 be like 1,000. And that's why the Bible says there that honor the Lord with the first fruit of your increase. Indirectly, that passage is saying before you forget. Remember that promotion comes from heaven. And so honor the one that can give you promotion. The other way you can, you can do that when you honor them is to reward. Yes, we know that everybody's reward is in heaven. It is in those days they used to lie to teachers that the teacher's reward is in heaven. And then everybody else is making it in life and then the teacher is wretched. It is all becoming of life. That the people that taught you in the way to go, that they are the poorest in society. That's what the Bible says, honor. It doesn't cost you anything. Some of you remember your teacher from grade one. That teacher that believed in you. That teacher that believed in you. It is not too much to honor them. I didn't say, what can you honor them with? Honor them with your visit. I came to visit you. That teacher will be happy even to die after that. Because suddenly they realize that just like Jesus said, that you don't wait for heaven in order to start receiving your rewards. So number one, you honor. Number two, this one is a little bit challenging because we talked about it this morning. Genesis chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50. When you read verses 19 to 21, the Bible says that after their father died, that the brothers of Joseph went to him and they asked him that before your father died, we had talked to him. 
But then there are two things that was happening here. One of the things was that they knew that by themselves they did not deserve forgiveness. So they invoked the name of one that is respected. That if we invoke the name of our father, Jacob will listen to us. And Joseph will listen to us. But then they did not realize that Joseph had even thanked God for them. And so when they asked him, he said, ah, don't worry about that. Uh, he said, you people meant it for evil. He said, but God meant it for what? For good. What is the second thing you do? You forgive. Brethren, those people that hurt you, thank God for them. Those people that said bad things about you, thank God for them. Those people that try to block your way and you have to find another way. How will they have found the second way if they didn't block the first way? Let me go a little bit to the side. You are a brother? Those three girls that refused to marry you. Thank God for them. God knows where you live now. It is because they refused to marry you that you finally met the person that you married now. Oh, that sister. You waited until the reign of men nearly stopped. But then, thank God for that time. Because all things work what? Together for good. So thank God for those that left you. If they did not leave you, those that are there now would not have been able to be there. So number one, what do you do? You honor. Number two, you forgive. Number three, when I look at the story of the Samaritan woman, I noticed that for some reason, Scripture kept on identifying the Samaritan specifically in Scripture. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 17. The Bible specifically kept on mentioning them. And I thought to myself, there must be a reason why God is mentioning all these names. You will notice that Christ went to the Samaritan woman. And the Bible says he told her everything that she has ever done. The Bible says that that woman then went and said, come and see. And then after they had seen, everybody became aware that there was a guy, a guy called Jesus, right? Jesus then told a story. We call it the story of the Good Samaritan. Now, this is now, let me just put my disclaimer. This is gospel according to Adelogana. When that guy was going from Jericho to Jerusalem, and the Bible says the Levites did not help the Jew. And the priest did not help the Jew. I am believing God that when he saw the Jew lying on the floor injured, he remembered that a Jew had helped the Samaritan before. And so he says, How can I pass? 
If a Caucasian has helped me before, why shouldn't I help another Caucasian? If somebody from a tribe that he told me never to talk to before has helped me, why shouldn't I help another tribe? And then the Bible says he stopped. He took the man, risking his own life, took him to the hospital and said, anything extra I will do. Because I remember a Jew once helped a Samaritan. Brethren, is it only people from your color that have helped you? Is it only people from your father's village that have helped you? Is it only people from your mother's village that have helped you? And yes, you've opened your mouth and talked badly about people from other places. Where you remember that different people have helped you, brethren, the number three thing you do is to help people that don't look like you. Help people that don't speak your language. Help people that don't dress like you. Help people that don't talk like you. Help people that don't have your kind of job. Whatever you do, remember that somebody that was unlikely helped you. Are you? Are we together? Remember. That if you are whatever tribe you are, that God must have sent at least one person that was not your tribe and they helped you. Oh, you have been in Canada now. I'm sure a lot of people that are indigenous to the land have helped you. A lot of the residents of this place have helped you. So what should you do? Begin to remember those people and then you start stretching out your, your hand to help others. This is one of the few times that you just go out, we call it random acts of kindness. Let me tell you, there are some people that don't expect you to help them. Is it a lie? There are some people that they don't expect you to help them, either because of the way you look, or the way you talk, or the way or where you're from. It is the same thing. It is the same thing when everybody was passing. The person they least likely expected to help the injured man was the Samaritan. Oh, you leave the monkey now. Ah, but somebody in St. John helped you. Oh, somebody in Montreal, wherever you are before, they helped you. Brethren, stretch out your hand to help. What's our number one again? Number one, number two, number three, number four. Number four is just like number one. And number four, I like it. In the book of Second Samuel, the Bible, for some reason, inserted a story. And every time I read the story, I wonder. It's also a story that talks about honor. The Bible says there was a day a king sat on his throne 
when there was when when there was hostilities everywhere. And the king said, Ah! It would have been nice. If only I can eat that cake from Iraq. And without asking any question, three of the men decided that we would go to Iraq and bring the cake. They risked their life. They risked everything they had. And then when they brought it, ah, the cake looked. He said, I cannot even accept this. He said, the Bible says, he poured away the water. Bible, uh, brother, what am I saying? Why do you think those three men took the risk? The Bible tells us in First Kings. Uh, first Kings, First uh, Samuel, First Samuel chapter twenty-two. I always jokingly tell my wife that any word that has this D, you have to be careful. The Bible says that when when David became the king, everyone that was in debt. Everyone that was discontented, and there was a, a third D, I forget now. But everybody that had a problem that started with D, they were the ones that followed him. After some time, the man that was in debt was no longer in debt. The man that was discontented was no longer discontented. So they thought to themselves, what can we do to reward our leader? So the, the leader said, I wish. Before they finished, the Bible says they broke through the garrison of the Philistines. When people found you, were you like this? When men in your workplace found you, why you like this? When God found you, why you like this? But yet, whenever anything comes up now, you say it's too risky. But God risked it all for you. There was no guarantee to David that those men could ever change in their life. So that's why I said the number four one is just like the number one. You honor. You do what? You honor. Uh, because of time, I'll give you one more because I had two of here. But I'll give you one more, two more. And then I'll go. Second Samuel chapter 9. And first Samuel chapter 18. The Bible records the friendship of two men. Now, for those of you that may not know the story, I will summarize. Here was David, an outsider. He had no right to the kingship. In fact, among his own brethren, he had no right to. But God chose him as king. And so because of that, they hated him. Specifically, Saul hated him. But Saul had a son. Most of you know the name of the son. Those of you that know your Bible, what's his name? Ah, good. Jonathan. Now, Jonathan, for some reason, loved David. Have you never gone to a situation where somebody doesn't like you, but people under them 
they cannot do without you. Jonathan was bringing the secrets of the kingdom and telling David. Jonathan is the one that we say today don't go to the palace. Jonathan is the one that will say, well, if you are going to go today, wait till 11 o'clock. He cared so much for the safety of David. Jonathan is the one that said, I know I should be the next king. But because of my friendship for you, because of my love for you, I let it go. Unfortunately, he died. And I can understand. You know why I understand? Because when we finished school, everybody went their way. Everybody realized that now you have to try to make it. You didn't have time to remember your friends. You are trying to do residency. You are trying to get a job. You are trying to be established. But then the Bible says now one day, when you have finished all of these things, one day now when you have MBA, when you have PhD, when you are the CEO of the company, David now sat down. He said, now let me take a stock of people that have helped me. And he remembered Jonathan. He said, ah, Jonathan is dead. He said, but it's not finished. Is there still anybody that is alive from the what? From the family of Jonathan? Without asking questions, I am sure by now some of your classmates will have died. That is just the way of life. Some of your classmates in school have died, yes or no? Some of their parents were your closest friends. Some of them were the ones that helped you the most. So even if your father is dead, can you, can you help the children or not? Answer me now. Can you help the children or not? Yes. So the first thing you can do is to help their children. I know these days when somebody dies, everybody is excited. They say, oh, let us contribute money. And then you contribute money and then you give. Occasionally I look at that and I ask myself, if it is me that died, will that money be enough to take my child to school? Because we want to contribute money now and now and forget about it. So you contribute the money and then you forget. Brethren, there are things that you can't forget. Because God expects you to remember and to act. I will give you, just for, just for, as a bonus, let me give you one more. Like I said, I had 12, but I'll give you one more to make six. You know, so there are some times that you make mistakes. And the only person that doesn't make mistakes is God. 
And so if you make a mistake, it's not a problem. Now, the Bible tells us in the book of Luke, specifically if you go back there and read in chapter 15, the Bible says that there was a boy. I don't know if he was a teenager. I don't know if he was a young adult, but the Bible says that there was a boy. He told his father, he said, Father, I am tired of your rules. I am, I am tired of doing chores in this house. I am tired of sleeping where you want me to sleep. I am tired of waking up where you want me to wake up. He said, Father, you are old fashioned. And like some of them, we say, Father, you're an African, an African parent. He said, now I want to go and rent your own apartment. <laughs> so the father said, no problem. So that there will be peace. This is what accrues to you. Oh, he was excited. Imagine giving a 19-year-old like one million. He, he became mad. By the time he recovered, the money had finished. So all of a sudden, when the money finished, this boy has never worked in his life. So the boy decided, ah, I will go and look for a job. He looked for a job. <laughs> he didn't get a good job. When he finally got a job, it was a minimum wage job he got. And if it was just ordinary minimum wage, it would have been good. Oh, it was the lowest of jobs. And so he was doing the job. One month he did the job. Two months he did the job. One day he came back from work. When somebody had told him at work that you didn't do well, Somebody had told him at work that didn't they teach you your father's house? So he came back home. He sat down. And then the Bible says he remembered. That ah look at me today. In my father's house. Servants are not like this. Ah, suddenly that day he realized. My father is the best. My mother, she's the best. And so he said, I don't mind the shame. I don't mind whatever it is. I'm not even going to pray. I'm just going to stand up. And then I'll go to my father. And then I will say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. All I need is the minimum wage that you can offer. But the Bible tells us that by the time he told the father the first part, that the father said, ah, because you humbled yourself, I will not put your minimum wage. I will restore you to where you need to be. Brother, there are some of us 
When you remember, Quand vous vous rappelez, you need to go and mend relationships. Vous devez établir une relation. When you remember, what do you need to do? Quand you need to go and mend relationships. Vous devez établir Oh, there are people God put in your life. Il y a des gens que Dieu a mis dans votre vie. You didn't like the correction. Vous n'avez pas aimé la correction. Oh, you know, I can't but like this generation. Je n'ai pas aimé cette génération. Oh, even though the thing that you are saying is true, I don't like the way you are, you are saying it. Même si les choses que j'ai dit sont vraies, je ne peux pas la chose que Blavalier vous voulait dire. <laughs> okay, I am sorry. Okay, I am sorry. Pardon. See, you don't like the way I'm saying it. Maybe I should stop saying it. Si vous ne voulez pas la manière que je le dis, peut-être que je ne vais pas le dire. I'll give you an example. Vous me donnez un exemple. I told somebody not to do something one time. Je dis, j'ai demandé à quelqu'un de ne pas faire. I said, "Pastor, every time you say it, you make me feel bad." L'homme dit, si tout le monde voulait dire, I said, "I won't say it again. I'm sorry." Men relationships with brothers. Men relationships with sisters. Men relationships with your mentors. Men relationships with people that have been there to help you, but you walked away. When you remember, don't think that your prayer will mend relationships. Now let me say this straight. Prayer does not mend relationships. What mends relationships is for one person to stand up and approach the other. Twice. Jesus said it. Is that when you bring your gift and you remember? He didn't say pray about it at the altar. He said, leave your gift there and do what? And go. Matthew chapter 18. He said, if you remember that your brother has something against you, he said, call your brother. Or if you are the one that has something against him, call him. He said, two of you should have a discussion. Brethren, you need to what? Mend relationships. Remembering and God and Holy Spirit is faithful. He will remind you. In fact, I like that scripture. It says, and it will remind you of the things that I have taught you, the things that I have said. Uh, don't feel bad. Don't regret coming to church today. Because God wanted me to tell you. And uh, those of you that are watching at home, don't feel bad that you turn your channel to Cornerstone today. God wanted me to tell you. So that you can go back and mend those relationships. What is going to restore some of us is not our prayer. It was not that young man's prayer that restored him. It was his ability to go. He says, I will arise. I will go to my father. You know, I was talking about that briefly during the school. Anything you want to change in life, 
tout ce que vous voulez changer dans la vie. It depends on you, not on God. Ça dépend de vous, pas de Dieu. God has given everybody the same playing level playing field. Dieu a donné à tout le monde le même champ. My life changed some years ago. Ma vie a changé il y a quelques années. I sat down and I thought to myself. Je me suis assis et je me dis that the poorest man in the world has 24 hours. The richest man in the world has 24 hours. The difference is that one is disciplined with the 24 hours and one is not disciplined with it. Are we together? And yet, the poor man is praying that God will bless him. No, I've, I've realized something. A lot of people, a lot of rich people, they don't pray for riches. Les hommes riches ne prient pas pour la richesse. You do something that is worth it. People will naturally pay you for what you do. Tu fais quelque chose pour que Dieu te paye. Les gens te payent naturellement pour ce que tu fais. If I somebody define money, is that money is the reward for what people think what you are doing is worth? Quelqu'un définit l'argent comme étant une récompense de ce que les gens pensent que vous méritez. So brethren, this week, cette semaine, frère, I have given you. At least five or six different things you can do. Je veux, uh, te de faire oh, you remember those people do Vous those things. Amen. Uh, the, the place is quiet now. The place is what? It's quiet. Sometimes I like it when it's quiet. Because then I know that the spirit of God is moving over the entire. Then I know that the Spirit of God is moving over the heart. Let us rise on our feet. We are going to lift up our voice, we are going to pray. And then we will end the service. Those of you that are joining from home and that are cornerstone, when we, when we finish, we will continue praying on Zoom just for some few minutes. But we want to release those that are just joining for the first time. And so if you are joining us for the first time, I am not a member of Cornerstone. We want to appreciate your joining us today. We want to believe God that, that you have been blessed with the message. I want to ask that you reach out to us. If you check our website, www.ccm.church, there's a place there where it says you can email us. You can also call the church. But whatever you do, we want to hear from you. We want also to be part of your life. And the Lord God Almighty will make our relationship to last in the name of Jesus.